Hey everybody, this is Tanika Drake from God's Gift Through His Word. You are tuned in to Walk in Truth Radio with none other than Pastor Jay. Remember about his encouraging word, his real talk weekend, and never forget to tune in every chance you get for his amazing Dig Deeper Bible study and help you grow in your faith, help you grow in the knowledge of the Lord so you can be a stronger Christian and have your foundation really anchored in the word. So remember to be blessed, motivated, and inspired, and you all enjoy today's message from Pastor Jay. I find myself in the season whereas I'm working on multiple messages at the same time and sometimes the Holy Spirit, you think you're going in one direction, the Holy Spirit says, nope, you're going in this direction and, and it's kind of interesting, today was one of those days, I had everything prepared to teach a great lesson, I believe that the body needs out of fight leaning, but as I sat there today and picked out those songs, it don't lead me to fight him. Amen. And I said, well, Lord, I guess you want me to talk about Nancy and, and uh, Stephanie and Stacy. And it always going to come off a little different. But uh, we are going through, see? Mm -hmm. yeah. We are going through troubled times. We're going through times as if we've never had any trouble before. Isn't it interesting with trouble? No matter how much you've been through the past, it always affects you as it's new when it happens to you again. Yeah. We know that once we get out of trouble, trouble just around the corner. Mm -hmm. It's something that's, that we're going to face as human beings. And the Bible, the Bible talks about the human life. 
no matter who you are, sinner, saint alike, full of trouble. And they deal with it their way, and we deal with it our way, but it's going to come. Trouble on one hand is, is, is that thing that, that just unnerves us. Gets us off of our square. Gets us to think differently. To, it, it violates our well-being. It's like a disease. It puts us at a dis-ease. That's what disease is. It troubles your body. And since it troubles your body, there's troubles that come that trouble your mind. And I like Lehman, I was going to talk about effective faith in verse 6. And it kind of goes with this, but it's not in context, but but, but at one point, Paul prayed that in verse 6 of Philemon, that, that Philemon's faith, you don't have to turn to it, just listen, because that's not the passage. But, I, but it, he prayed that his faith would be effective in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ towards the saints. And I think about this. What better time to exercise our faith to see if it's effective if it's not during the time of trouble? He wanted, he wanted at that time for some things to happen that uh, wasn't necessarily as black and white as trouble, but it has something to do with, you know, um, the fact that shame. Can you handle shame? But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the effect of faith of trouble when you're in trouble. So if you want to begin this something, you know, ask yourself, is my faith effective when I'm in trouble? Because we always say a faith that can't be trusted is a faith that needs to be tested in the faith. That is tested is a faith that can be trusted. You can say this any different way you want to. But if a faith can't be tested, it's not a faith that can be trusted. And the only time you can test your faith is when you're in trouble. When you're going through. And everybody goes through a different level. Going through is not about intellectual things or, or education or, or financial background or political affiliation or even race or race or, or where you're born or where you're born at. Trouble's coming. And the Israelites went through trouble. Every time we read the Bible, they go in, they get out of trouble, they get in trouble. They go out of trouble, they get in trouble. And, and the question has to be in, in your mind. God, why do we have to go through trouble? God, don't, don't, don't think that you make a God upset if you ask that question. Because you're not. Because he got an answer for you. God got to answer for you why you got to go through trouble? Because men prefer what? Darkness rather than light. That's why you got to go through trouble. Because you're a stiff-necked, hard-headed people. That's why you got to go through trouble. Because you, who are called by his name, won't turn from your wicked ways. You got to go through trouble because your heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Who could know it? You have to have trouble to turn you back to God. And some of us turn and need to turn back to God, which means we're already in God. That's the body of Christ. But then some of you need to turn to God because you never turn. So trouble coming your way to get you to turn. Trouble come our way to get us to turn back. Trouble comes for you to get saved to turn. Trouble comes to us to chastise us to turn us back on the right direction. Now, isn't it fascinating that the same trouble will have two different purposes but accomplish God's will. Same trouble. It all depends how you look at it. It used to be when people die, there was this period of mourning and people would be reflective 
uh, they said this morning about people be, Sunday is a time of reflection. But you know what? I found that as we go into this digital world of everything being fast, we don't take the time to reflect. We just keep moving. Keep grooving. Karen said it. Slow down. I, I'm, I'm anxious to make a move. Well, the reason why we are anxious to make moves is because our society tells us that's all it's about, making moves. Got to get over here. Got to get over there. Got to do this. Got to accomplish this. Got to go forward in this. But sometimes God just wants us to be still. Sometimes God wants on to reflect on where we come from so we can appreciate where he's taking us. The Jews' problem was they didn't really reflect. As time went on and those died out from being saved from Egypt, it was just a story and a memory. But it's something that they should reflect upon. That the same God that delivered them out of the hands of Pharaoh will be the same God because of his word that will deliver them out of every situation. And it's not because they were so good and so great and so holy. It's because God is a God of his word. He said, let his word be true and all of ours be lies. God's word will stand forever. So we must understand this in dealing with trouble because God's word is in the midst of our trouble. We just have to pull it, we just have to lean on it. As Jeremy said, during a time of trouble, we lean on the saints. That's in God's word. That's what we should do. It says, for the weak, for the strong brother should lift up the weak brother. Isn't that leaning on the saints? So in God's word, it gives us, gives us means and avenues to handle what we call trouble. So let's go to our scripture. Psalms 46. Verses 1 through 7. Can we get it? Say amen. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 7. And I plan on not being too long because we got festivities and stuff going on. Amen. All right. Go ahead. Psalm, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, mm -hmm. there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. Amen. God is our refuge and our strength. God is our refuge and our strength. God is a place we run to. And God is a place that sustains us. Israel was a country that needed God. And this is what they would sing as a song. They would have to remind themselves through song that that God of Jacob was a God of deliverance, but he's also the God where you run to hide. See, back in the time of Israel, they had what they call refuge cities, 
where if you did something wrong and you were able to get away, you could run to this refuge city and no harm could come to you. You would be protected. So we have Jesus Christ who we could run to when we sin and fall short of the glory of God and no one can touch you there. The Bible says he will not lose one and no one can take him out of his hand. See, because Jesus suffered and died for us, he has a promise from God the Father that all that the Father gives him, he will not lose one. So you have to be encouraged today. No matter what you're going through, no matter what it seems like, God will not lose you. His hand is strong enough. His strength is strong enough. He can hold you and hide you. You are hidden in him. Everything you are is hidden in Christ Jesus. And your strength comes from the knowledge and your faith is built on the fact that he is stronger than anything that is faces out here in this world. He can hide you. But more important, not only is his strength and his refuge, his ability to hide, but the fact he's ever present in our time of trouble. Look at that. He's ever present. He's our strength and a very present help in trouble. Right there. <clears throat> a very present help, which means he's not behind you. He's not alongside of you. He's present with you in your time of trouble. And what you have to have is the faith to see God. See, if you don't have faith, you can't see God. Because the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to what? Please God. So in the time of trouble, God is testing your what? That's all it is. It's a test of your steadfast faith in what you profess as a Christian. So the trouble's going to come. So the external is going to put pressure on you. I don't know what it looks like for you. Everybody in this room could be different. It could be a bill that you're about to face. It could be a tragedy that you're going through. But you're going to make it. Amen. That's the key to this thing about trouble. Trouble says it comes, but it's going to dissipate and go because God said you are more than a conqueror. Amen. You are a victor, not a victim. But so many of us saints live our lives as victims. We live our lives believing that there's some kind of spell book that we need to say to gain the victory. You gain the victory at Calvary. All you have to do is know the God that sent his son to die for you. All you got to do is spend time in his word that tells you that you are the head and not the tail. All you got to do is spend time in his word to understand that he loved you, that he sent his only begotten son, that you won't perish. So trouble going to come to try to get you to believe that you will perish. But God says, no, they belong to me. Amen. And all that the father gives me, I won't lose one. The Israelites didn't understand that because trouble kept coming their way because of disobedience. Some of your trouble in life, believe it or not, is caused by your disobedience. Amen. 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 You asking why this is happening to me? You already know. Now, there, there's, there's a normal trouble in life, 
that cause they kind of look the same and they kind of melded together. And sometimes they're put together. The normal trouble you're going to have, plus your disobedient trouble, that's called double trouble. <laughs> but you go through these troubling times. Whether it's through disobedience or the natural course of your life, you're going to go through trouble. The Israelites went through double trouble all the time. But it's the one God that got them out of double trouble. And that's what I want to tell you. No, how, no matter what the number of your troubles, it's the one God that gets you out. Amen. It's the one faith that gets you out. It's the one baptism that gets you out. It's the oneness of the Holy Spirit that is inside of you that gets you out. I just laugh at saints who spend a lot of time talking about angels. Angels, 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 angels. Angels, guardian angels. Angels, angels, angels. There's only a few times in the New Testament where angels are mentioned. And one time was a story at the Pool of Bethesda where there was a, a, a myth, a, 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 a story where all the sick people would lay around the pool of Bethesda and the water would get troubled, so-called by an angel. Which I don't know why an angel would need to take a bath, but okay. <laughs> he got all the universe he could bathe in. He could sit under a rain cloud, but he's going to bathe in a well. And he troubled the water. And the, and, 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 and the story goes that when an angel troubled the water, Whoever got in first got healed. That's how y'all think about y'all relationship with God. If I can get there first, he's going to do more for me than he do for you. And when Jesus came along, Jesus asked him, so tell me the story again. And the man told him, like, and he asked him, what does he want? He said, what do you mean what I want? He tells him, okay. Take up your bed and walk. He didn't even know who Jesus was. But the power of who Jesus is is present even when you don't know his name. He was in trouble. But God entered into his life sovereignly, purposely for him that day. Jesus could have healed everybody there. But what God is trying to show you is He'll show up just for you. Amen. While you waiting on a subordinate to show up to heal you, he going to heal you. Amen. Some of y'all y'all be out here worshiping angels and looking for angels. Why would you want the lesser when the greater lives in you? Come on, come on. The Bible says that you're going to judge angels. So in your time of trouble, instead of calling on Raphael and them, you would call on who? Jesus. Jesus was around, I think, what the Bible tells me, when he said, let there be light. So we got to call on Jesus during our time of trouble. You don't need to call on Michael. Michael got his own thing to do. You need to call on Jesus who created Michael. See, that is our problem, saints. In a time of trouble, we revert back to our idolatry. You start doing weird, weird witchcraft stuff in your house mm-hmm. on inanimate objects as if the inanimate object is stronger than the Holy Ghost inside of you. <laughs> you give power to stuff 
that God didn't tell you to do. Just because you saw it in the Old Testament don't mean you're supposed to transfer it to the New. But people preach that mixed message to get you to throw oil on your couches and, 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 uh, and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. There ain't enough oil made by man to keep the devil out your house. You better call on Jesus. See, it wasn't, think about this, if it was as simple as oil, there ain't nothing greasier than a pea. And when Jesus told the demons to leave, he told them to go into them stinky peas. Okay? And the demons said, is it our time yet? Have you come to torment us? Even Jesus knows his name and trembles. So if you have the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus given to you, that leads you into all truth about him, and he guides you, then you should be using him in your time of trouble. Amen. Don't go messing up your furniture. <laughs> Call on Jesus. See, that's what makes it difficult. You see, because what happens is, in our Western thought process, in understanding scripture, we make it harder than it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not going to buy the white oil. You might say, well, you're supposed to get the extra, extra, extra virgin oil from the hills of Montezuma. And all I got is some oil from Schnooks. Yes, the Bible tells us to put oil on each other, medicinal purpose. But the power is in your belief in Jesus Christ. Your power is at Calvary. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power unto salvation in your time of trouble for the same folk that gospel is your power. Because that gospel brings about the blood. Amen. And then in the blood there is power. Yes. What's the song? Power. Power. Wonder working power. In the what? Blood of the Lamb. Thank you. Come on, Karen. Yeah. That's the power you call on in a time of trouble. Nancy Reed, what, ha what, ha what does it look like when you're in time of trouble? The earth does what? Says, um, Therefore we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Stop. God is in the midst of you, saints. You will not be moved. God is in the midst of you. You shouldn't be moved. No matter what the earth do, no matter what the mountain do, no matter what the seas do, you shouldn't be moved. So then why are you way over there? Because you've been moved. You've been moved because you're not activating your faith. You've been moved because you're not trusting God like you're supposed to. Sometimes activate your faith means that you just shut up and pray. Just shut up and pray. That's what you need to do. To activate your faith, you need to shut up and pray. Sometimes you need to go in the room by yourself. Sometimes you just need to sit in your car. Have you ever prayed just sitting in your car? I know Venus has. I know for sure. 
Sometimes you just got to sit in your car and place worship music and start worshiping God right there. Because trouble is about right when you open the door. It's almost like when you open the door, here's trouble right there. Hello? Let me help you. Let me help you out the car. It's almost like that insurance commercial, mayhem. He's always around. But instead of having the right insurance, we got the assurance. See, assurance means that I don't need insurance because I got the Holy Ghost living inside of me. And that's where our power comes from in a time of trouble. Your time of trouble brings about the Holy Ghost. Let me prove it to you. Remember Stephen? For those who don't know Stephen, Stephen was the first martyr of the church. Stephen got stoned by the Pharisees because he was full of the Holy Ghost and preached the gospel. See, the thing about trouble is most of your trouble should come from you preaching the gospel. The Bible says, Jesus said, they will hate you for my sake and they're going to hate you for the sake of the gospel. Are you preaching the gospel so the people can hate you? And see, you don't worry about death because death just released your life. So you don't even scared to die in a, in, a, in a spiritual sense. In a natural sense, we all had that fear. We talked about that on Tuesday. But the thing about with Stephen was, Stephen wasn't scared to preach the gospel to the point of him getting stoned. But see, well, let me tell you how the, how the Holy Ghost act when you're in trouble and you call upon Jesus. See, Jesus is sitting on the right-hand side of God having what? All power, okay? All power, not a little bit, not a all power. In the Greek, it means all. That means it encompasses everything. It can do anything that it wants to do. All power. And when Stephen was getting stoned, Stephen called out to Jesus. And guess what Jesus did who was sitting? Jesus stood up. Read it for yourself. Jesus stood up. When God's children are in trouble, he's going to stand up if you call on him. And Stephen was stoned to death. But death just released his life. And when Stephen got stoned, he might have felt the first stone. But after that, Stephen said, I see Jesus standing up. It wasn't no feeling after that. You could take my life, but you can't take my Jesus. Because in times of trouble, I'm tested about my relationship with Christ. External things shouldn't move you. What's going on in this world shouldn't move you. Should you be concerned? Of course you are. You're in the world, not of the world. But you know God is in control. Yes. You need to live your life as if God is in control. Yes. Always arguing and feuding. What causes quarrels? Your passions that are outside the boundaries of Christ. That's what James taught us. Our problem is our passions. Our problem is the things we worry about. Our problem is making moves based upon what we feel and not what we know. Time of trouble is coming. The Bible says in his city you won't be moved. Well, if in his city you won't be moved, his body shouldn't be moved either. You are the body of Christ. And in times of trouble, you shouldn't be moved. In Thessalonians, it talks about how the heathen mourn versus we mourn. Because we mourn in hope. We don't mourn as if we don't have any hope. We mourn because we know that God is on the other side. We mourn when a saint gets passes on. We know absent from the body, present with the Lord. 
We have to rely on that. We have to hold on to that. Because if I don't hold on to that, I don't have anything. Even if I'm scared, even if I'm nervous, I've got to hold on to what this word say. Because without this word, I don't have any hope. Too many of us are, are acting as Christians that don't have hope. Because you're caught up in everything else. You want to be mystical. You want to be magical. You don't want to be spiritual. You get some hope in your life. So your hope can be effective. So your faith can be effective. So when you witness some, to somebody, they can see the hope that lies within you. Because Jesus Christ is our hope of what? Glory. But you got somebody got to hear you. Somebody got to see you. Somebody going through, somebody in your family, somebody that you know is going through other than us that you could give hope to. And is it scary? Is it nerve-wracking? Yes. But guess what? Out of your mouth comes life. Out of your belly shall flow what? The rivers of living water. So when you put all that together, trouble ain't got no chance with you. If you go back and think about all that I just said, I'm almost done. Trouble does not have a chance with the saint because we know where to go to handle the double troubles of life. Amen. Repentance handles our trouble. Because we know the goodness of God should lead us to repentance, which means God don't take us out because we do wrong. God tells us to repent, to get back in right relationship, and that's rid of the trouble of sin. God wants to relieve you of this trouble in this ever-present time of trouble. And I feel better already. Amen. I don't know about you, but I feel better already. You know why I feel better? Because God is present in my time of trouble. Amen. And I thank God for that. Amen. Is God present in your time of trouble? Just raise your hand if God is present in your time of trouble. Amen. Come on, give God some praise if he's there for you in your time of trouble. When your kids are acting up, when everything is going wrong in your life, yes. is God there for you in your present time of trouble? Yes. No matter what the winds may do, no matter what the earth may do, no matter how roaring the sea is, God is there with you in your time of trouble, Thank testing you. your faith, refining your worship, and teaching you and can sanctifying you and conforming you into his image due to your trouble. Yes. Thank you, your trouble is the pressure God uses to conform you into his image. Mm -hmm. So thank God for trouble. I don't want it, but I know what it does. It sends me to my knees. It makes me look for God. So back to verse 6 and 5, where it talks about, I'm praying that your faith is effective. I'm praying that your faith is effective. I'm praying that your faith is effective. And the first place your faith has to be effective is in you, in your time of trouble. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for being there in my time of trouble, in our time of trouble. Lord, look after us and keep us during this time. Lord, let us turn to you because we get in a lot of trouble. Our mouth gets us into trouble. Our thoughts get us into trouble. Lord, we sin against you. But Lord, we repent right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't want trouble, but we thank you for it because we understand the purpose of it. Yeah. It's to conform us into your image and to continue to teach us about you. Lord, I just thank you today. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your gospel. Yes. 
I thank you for your son who gave it to us. Lord, let us be kingdom-minded and kingdom-focused, but deal with the people of this earth. And let us love one another, this body. And remember, you loved us first so that we may love each other. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Church say? Amen. Amen. Praise God.
reaching out to the down and 